Steve Mathis production. Hello, Pope fans. Keep using that M-A-T-T-H-E-S code at btosports.com. And be sure to click the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com for your non-moto purchases. Your support makes it possible for us to continue to deliver your moto fix, and we thank you. episode of the Steve Mathis Show, there is a high chance ability. You will either learn something a lot of people don't know. You are thinking yes. or make you say to yourself Dude, that's so funny. The bottom line is, this podcast serves as archival documentation of this interview. Welcome to the Racer X Podcast Show. Brought to you by BTOsports.com Hosted by Steve Mathis. Hey everybody, I know you've just finished listening to a whole bunch of uh, intro crap, but I just wanted to uh, put one more thing in there before we get to the show, and thank you everybody for listening. Hey, look, we all buy stuff from Amazon. I buy stuff, you buy stuff, we all buy stuff from Amazon, let's face it. So why don't you, the next time you're buying something from Amazon, go to pulpamex.com, find the Amazon banner there on the bottom right-hand side, click to that, it'll take you to Amazon, and then you can place your order for whatever it is, either lube a baseball glove, or a car, whatever it is. Then that way, Pulpamex gets a little piece of that, and uh, we can keep on doing what we're doing. And I appreciate it. And so check it out on the link, and see you guys later. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show, Millville Wrap-Up. As usual, I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me on the line is uh, the two amigos, my two best friends in the whole wide world, Jason Wygant yeah. and David Pingree. Hello, Stephen. Hello. Good morning to you both, gentlemen. Good day to both of you. Uh, Millville came and went. Um, very, very exciting for a number of different reasons. But first, I want to say, if you guys need something from Amazon, go to Pulp MX and click through. <laughs> Anyways. Hey, let's talk about the race. Millville, uh, Wygant, Dungy won. I called it. I look like a genius. Uh, great ride for him. But the guy who who is in the points lead and lost a ton of points and finished fifth overall is the real story, I, I, right? That crash. The real winner. The yeah, real winner. The winner. The worst race of the year, <laughs> lost a whole ton of points. Yet actually, like here's the thing. Does it now not seem like it's like this is the season of destiny for Chad Reed? Yeah, really, huh? I mean, the guy can do no wrong. <laughs> no. No, I mean, that was it. I thought – when we saw him in the air, and as everyone knows, he was how long was he in the air? About ten minutes, it seemed like. Right. So I was able to run through a lot of different thoughts in my mind as it was happening, and the main one that came to mind is, "This is it. This is the end of Chad Reed's career right here." 
Right, really, yeah, huh? He, yeah, that's really so, what I mean, if he, yeah. if, Let's say if he breaks both legs or he breaks his back, you know, is he really coming back? Is he taking a year off right, right. to recover and then coming back? So, you know, I just – I think it's cool that Reed did that for one thing, for one reason. Jason Upshaw, for years, had the credit for in the 80s for his Super Bowl crash on the Kawasaki. Yeah. Do we all remember that? Jason Upshaw? Right. And then Brooks in the 90s had that ha- the um, Mickey Thompson uh, L.A. Coliseum Peristyle crash. Yeah. And, and now I feel like I have my crash generation. I feel like my generation now has its crash. Ooh, so what we're saying is that Reed has outdone Brooks. <laughs> Whoa. Right now, Larry Brooks is just broke just broke something. He just broke oh. broke a table in half. But he just walked into his kitchen and smashed some plates. I, I feel like we have our crash now. I mean, I guess you know James Stewart's provided us with uh, some thrills and chills, and his Daytona crash was nothing to um, you know nothing to to to, uh, to not talk about. It was pretty gnarly, but this was just incredible. The photos I saw, ping, they looked like they were photo like Reed was photoshopped onto just into the air. Yeah, it doesn't look real. And, you know, all, all, when I kept watching it over, I just was like, man, this guy is so lucky. That spoken, like a, spoken like a paramedic. Well, well he, if he would have swapped off just a little bit earlier and caught the face of that jump, or had he shot a little bit one direction or the other and landed on flat ground, yeah, he's done. Yep. He's done. He would have been broken into a small little crunchy bag of potato chips. Mm, potato chips. So the fact that he just caught the downside and slid down it, I, I know it still hurt. I mean, he came from who knows how high in the air, but he had yeah. to have been from from not from the track distance. He had to have been from where he landed, thirty feet. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. He was. It seemed like he was at the exact same height as that scaffolding. And I asked about ten people if they knew how high that was, but none of them could answer it, including dudes. I think that put them up. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. What do you think that scaffolding is? Is that scaffolding fifteen feet, twenty feet? And then know. he yeah. and then he fell probably ten feet below the track, right? right? You know, well, you know what was gnarly is it, he he got really lucky in the landing. Had he kind of made his body somehow been able to be like a lawn dart, he might have got even luckier and slid all the way down that hill. Do you know what I mean? Like he. It could have been even better if he had, you know, obviously it's hard to control momentum and gravity, but. Um, oh, I think it was best case scenario. Because like I'm saying, yeah, when I he first I don't got think launched. Getting much better than that. Yeah, when he first got launched, as I'm saying, I thought he was like, that's it, we'll never see Chad race again. And then when you could see that he was going to land on his feet, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, maybe there's a chance he's not really busted up. But when he hit the ground, he didn't move. You know what I mean? He yeah. just laid there in a heap. And I was like, ah, that's not. Like, that was what you didn't want to see. Like, when you saw him land in a seat, you're like, maybe there's a chance. And then he hit the ground and yeah. didn't move. Well, as, I, like, as I was saying on the, uh, on the Pulp Show last night, and I, I don't want to be over dramatic here, but I was in the manager's tower. Couldn't see him or his bike because of the crowd and the way the track was. Just heard the roar of the crowd. And I mean the really? roar of the crowd. when he and I, and I was like, well, I guess he's up. And I got goosebumps. I really did. It was it was it was phenomenal. It was incredible. The just the, I was just like, wow. This is just like Rocky getting up off the off the canvas, and it was you know we're in Millville, Dungey's home track, Dungey's fans. Uh, you got a guy from Australia, not you know not American, and, and just but doesn't matter. People were freaking out, and I gotta say, it was it was inspiring, man. 
absolutely. Because like I said, when he rolled down the hill, and then once he finally came to a stop, he wasn't moving. I'm like, uh-oh. And then, yeah, then our cameras went away, so I didn't see what was going on. And right. then two minutes later or whatever, we have him back up on his bike, and it was yep. surreal. It doesn't make any sense. He said, and, that, and another, talking about how good, lucky he got, his motorcycle got lucky. The only His bars were bent a little down onto his lap, and his clutch perch was bent up. He knocked his clutch perch down and took off. Wow. You know, another another thing that got lucky too, and he got he ended up getting six points from probably thirty seconds back of the last guy, and six points is six points, man. You know, I don't even know what else to say. Like, it, yeah, it, when uh, when we went to commercial, uh, Emig and I just kind of looked at each other, like, <gasps> and Emig goes when I when Emig uh, had a throttle stick on his bike when he was testing at Glen Helen and broke his back really bad, and that ended his career. And he's like, that's exactly what happened. That's pretty much how my career ended right there, except I didn't catch the downside like that. And when I hit the ground the same way, kept my feet underneath me, like his back just folded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the difference. I mean, that could have so easily happened. Unbelievable. Amazing. So somehow Chad Reed wins even when he loses, you know? Yeah, and I don't even know. Okay, the, he, ironically enough, what scored the exact same amount of points he's basically in the points lead yeah yep but i don't even know if it's that like maybe the title comes down to seven points at the end of the year i don't know if it'll be that close but uh even if it doesn't yeah he won a whole just being able to walk away from that one and and it goes to show you and i don't want to turn this into a bash fest but it goes to show you james stewart you know incredible fortitude and amazing ability to come back in that daytona crash um, you know, wobbly and, and yet still able to come up and ride through the pack to get tense. And he still got savaged. <laughs> he can't, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like even, even James is so unpopular right now with the general fans of the sport for a number of reasons, not all right, not all wrong. And, uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, Stewart did a lot like this and, there's nobody going on about him like there is yeah. about Reed. It's just it's not, just, not yeah. one person slammed the asterisk crew for not letting. No, him, well that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, there was so much <laughs> negativity about James doing that and coming back and the crew and he's a menace and he's a danger. You know, none of this is is being talked about right now with Chad Reed, and I think it's a little unfair. I really do. Yeah, I thought that that Stewart thing was unfair from the start. Like, there's zero precedent for him tackling a rider mid-race and not letting him get back on his bike yeah. if he feels he can. Yeah. But all of a sudden, they were supposed to invent that role on the spot. And, again, you can look at that Stewart crash. He land, he flipped over and landed on his back. You know, he didn't land head first. Yeah. And then Reed says the thing that hurt the most was he was nauseous because he hit his head so hard, yet no, that sounded <laughs> yeah, no alarms. Yeah, yeah. No, not one not, person <laughs> came down on the Astra crew. It's all good. It's all good. Well, man. I was seeing double, having a real hard time not striking fans along the edge of the racetrack. That's what made it so difficult. Man, great ride. Great ride. Really good job, Bodner. Good job letting him go. Good job. Warrior. Uh, um, yeah, he said, uh, Reed said that Bodner was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And all he could go because he had the wind knocked out of him. He's just, uh, <laughs> he said he couldn't even, couldn't even speak, you know. Um to Bodner to tell him that he was all right, you know, that he, he wasn't paralyzed or anything. So, um, yeah, like I said, inspiring. Seriously, I've been in the sport for a while and got goosebumps, inspiring. Um, when he came around, you know, 20 seconds, 30 seconds behind, he came by the um, 
the, the Holy Schmidt jump used to be the Holy – whatever happened to the Holy Schmidt jump, by the way? It's so small now. Like, they still call it that. Do they still call it that? I think at this point it should just be called the Schmidt jump. Like, yeah. he's a Schmidt. Uh, uh, (laughs) um anyway when he came by there he he looked he was moving his shoulder i mean the crowd was it was just they were freaking out he was getting his senses going and and getting going and uh and yeah man i I gotta say it was yeah well on the james stewart thing i think that moment has just made this series go to like a whole nother level like we were dumb enough last week to try to make predictions based on like you know, well, this guy's been getting seconds and thirds, and it's going to be hard for Dungeon to make a point. Like, now we officially have a crazy, wild, unforgettable, they'll still be talking about it in 10 years, series on our hands, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, this, this to 20, just like Supercross is going to be, this one's going to be remembered. It's gone to a whole other level. It was so wild, awesome, amazing. Yeah. Another thing uh, Another thing left out, uh, again, we had Andrew Short on the show last night. Andrew said he did the exact same thing Reed did a few times, on that, that that line was all potted out and, and all and all uh, jacked up. He said he got himself a little squirrely up that line. And Reed said that he noticed after he took that, after the first lap when he went around, nobody was going in that spot. Like, it was a poor line choice by him um, in that one spot, confirmed by Shorty also. So, uh, you know, it, had he not done that, he passed RV back. He doesn't want to let RV get away. He knows RV is really the only guy out of the three that has, when he won, when he's won, he's won in dominant fashion. He wanted to get by RV right away. He did it, and it was looking good, obviously, with his first moto win. Um, so let me ask you this, Ping. As a former racer, and I always like to go to you, because I have four Manitoba titles. Well, again, it doesn't have anything, but you really are the hey, former racer here. I have nothing. 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 How does this crash affect him, or does it affect him um, the rest of the series? Physically, he's okay, but what about just just mentally? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, like I think for everybody, you know, and not that we forget this, but it's like it's a reminder that I don't care how good you are. I mean, Reed's like the solid guy, right? He doesn't push it over the line. He's steady Eddie, right? Always right there. It's still, this sport can bite you. I mean, just like that, you know. Uh, it, it, these bikes are just fast, and when those guys are pushing that edge like that, man, and it, it can happen fast, and it can be ugly. So, I don't know. We'll see how he says he's okay. I'm sure he's going to be sore. Yeah. Um. I think, I think when you, you know, f- from my experience, when you walk away from a big one like that, sometimes it can make you feel like you're kind of indestructible. You know, like. <laughs> Like I'm <laughs> not, shit, you know, I'm I'm, gonna, I can walk, walk away from anything. I'm the Terminator. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, to me, I don't think it's, I think he'll be fine. Right. He's, he's headstrong anyway. Um, if he had, you know, if he did have an injury that was going to kind of nag him the rest of the summer, it could be a different story. But if he really is walking away from it clean, I think he's fine. I think he goes to Millville with, or uh, Washougal. Right. Just ready to get after it again. Um, all right. Well, 13 minutes in, we've always talked about the guy who got uh, fifth. Fifth? <laughs> yeah, fifth. But so let's go on to, on to Ryan Dungey. To me, he, uh, like a tennis player, he had to hold serve on his home track, on a track that he's so good on. And it didn't look good early in the, first, in the second moto when RV was gapping him big time. But uh, 
kudos to Dunge. He rode well. He rode a great race to uh, to, to make up that time on RV and uh, and make the pass, huh, Weege? Yeah, because it looked so much like a, cop, a copy of Redbud. You know, the first moto, uh, stuck behind Reed, can't get around him. I even mentioned on the, uh, the Fuel TV show, Ping, that uh, we had said need to get the butt patch, the high Ryan butt patch Reed on the back since at least one moto a week, Ryan's going to be stuck and not be able to get by him. So that's exactly like Redbud. And then Moto2, exactly like Redbud, he starts out right behind Villapoto, and Villapoto takes off. So at that point, you're like, well, this is the way it is, right? Yeah. Uh, and I don't even know when it started to happen. It was like through the, it was like first half of the race, all Villapoto, and then it was a mirror image. Like Dungey, the exact same amount of ground that Villapoto was gaining on him a lap, uh, Dungey gained back. Um, it was surprising. Just I, to see that change that quick. I haven't watched the race yet, um, but I got home late on Sunday, and, and well, I'm not going to give you all the reasons. Just don't worry about it. I haven't watched the race yet. Um, so what happened? To me, RV didn't get through the lappers very good, but what happened, in your opinion, uh, Weege, um, from, from the TV show on why Dungey caught RV? And a couple of people tell me that uh, Dungey had a couple, some, some better lines, but like I said, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, we were actually um... – we go as once a guy pulls away, we usually go where the battle is. Mm-hmm. So in this case, we had, I think, Metcalf, Weimer, and Justin Brayton, oh, uh, very, all very close. Very exciting. And Tommy Hahn at one point too. So we were watching that. I think that was fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Um, all, we're all close. And then you know we saw Dungey was nine seconds, seven seconds, five seconds, three seconds. Mm-hmm. And then finally it was two seconds, and we went there. We had footage of. Uh, Villapoto taking like two bad lines at mm-hmm. these two different points because the lappers being in the way. Right. But um, he, when asked the question, he said that he it was hot and he just kind of got tired. And yeah. then he said that he did too and he just dug really deep. Yeah. RV told me that he he got hot and uh, and yeah. then Dunge told me after the race that he thinks it came down to fitness. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that was it. Maybe there was no lappers or bad lines or good lines or it really was uh, RV wearing down a little bit, which is a little surprising, but. Well, did you feel like there was a lot of there were a lot of riders having issues with the humidity? I don't know if the, if the temperature was that crazy, but I feel like the all that rain it rained as hard on Friday as it could possibly rain. It could not rain harder than it did. Like, what it was in unbelievable his, in, in the history of the world? Or well, yeah, like this is it. This is as much rain as the sky could produce. It's the hose on full blast uh, for oh. like three hours. Hey, Ping! All of a sudden, Weege is a meteorologist. I yeah, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, uh, I know Dallas rains over there, giving me the <laughs> that's right. storm field. Well, uh, I don't understand how those two, who both live in Tallahassee, are affected by humidity. I mean, you're pretty much breathing water down there. Yeah, but I think the issue was, you know how at, well, paying you're in California, it never rains. But you know, after it rains and then the sun comes out, and you can almost feel that water evaporating. Um, yeah. I think the whole place was soaked. And then once the sun finally came out, I think it was even more humid than usual. You almost felt the water evaporating yeah, up I mean, the track all day. There's no doubt in the second moto, and this is a little spoiler to my observations column, I counted nine dudes without their goggles on in the second moto. Nine guys. Um, yeah. It just it seemed like, you know, every, Wyndham tossed his, Reed tossed his, uh, Albertson tossed his, I think, just to name a few. Guys were really struggling. <laughs> it was because it got humid for that second moto. Yeah, and we had. Uh, we'll talk about that in the 250 class. But a couple of dudes just had to pull off. Yeah, 
yeah. running well. Yeah, um, and and so I can do him. I think just said, dude, I can't do this. But I am surprised that uh, that Dungey made up that time. He does fly at Millville, but uh, having said that, it looked good. But Dungey had to hold serve to me. He just had to, and he doesn't become a. Um, I think he's a four-time champion. He doesn't become a four-time champion by not you know holding serve when he can. So to me. Uh, I thought he was going to win, and, it, and great ride for him. So, yeah, you know, it was good to see those guys. Now, I mean, now it's on, right, Ping? Now it's uh, six Thanks. points to RV, and um, I don't know how many to, to Dunge. Let me look. Seven. It's only yeah, one more seven points to, to Dunge. So it's on now. Well, I think it was on anyway, but I think uh, you know, even what it was, it was. There's still so much racing left. I don't think any of those guys are going okay. I got to make a move now, or I'm gonna, you know, not not have a chance at this. But it definitely yeah. raises the intensity a little bit. Right. Seven points between all of them is um, is nothing. To That's me, one moto. Yeah, no, uh, it, it is. Dunch kept saying, telling me, and I don't know if it's just pre-programmed in his head. He's like, "There's a lot of races left," and I'm like, "I don't know about that, dude." I mean, it's getting, you know. It's getting a little bit like if you make a mistake now, like if Dungeon DNFs like Texas, it's too late for him to make those points up, basically. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Hey, um, Trey Kennard came back, Ping. You'd be, you'd be very happy about this. I know. I, I am really happy. I saw the results, and I was I was hoping for a top five for him. Mm-hmm. So, to go 5-3 in podium, like, right. good for him. Um. And, yeah. and his speed, this this surprised me. You know, we met, you mentioned this earlier. Um, fastest in qualifying and fastest in the first moto. I know. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and, and he flew private. So you know the money is getting to him now. Uh-oh. Yeah, he flew private. So you know, you know, starting to feel it. Starting to feel good about himself. He's making it rain. Oh, he boy. explained why. He explained why. He's making it rain on the inside of the jet, I'm sure. That's right. Stripper poles. strippers. Um, no, oh, he had man. weather delay. He had weather delays and um or or they got canceled. Or his flight got canceled or something and he the drive was 13 hours, so he had a friend who has a jet. I don't have any friends who have jets, but he had a friend who had a jet and um he he flew private to to Ro- to uh, Rochester. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I'm glad that Trey got third. I am. Trey's a good dude and welcome back to the series and all that. But seriously, I really, I really kind of felt bad for Michael Essie. No one, nobody. Why'd you feel bad bad for him? Because he rode hard both motos and it would have been nice for him to get that third. He's been in the series the whole time. You know, he's, he's had a, he's had a tough start and he's been working hard, you know, Weez, did you get that Twitter from a guy that said? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, that's, there's one thing you could say about it, Leslie. I don't think right. lack of effort has ever been the problem. Yeah, we got a tweet from a guy during the week or during the race. We got a tweet from a guy, yeah. uh, and he's a good guy on Twitter. I, I go back and forth with him. He's a hockey guy. He said, you know, of course, unless he's riding hard, it's contract time. But that's that's so out yeah. of whack. I mean, you know, you can say a lot Not of things him. about Michael Leslie, but he rides hard, and uh, and and he tries his be- his best every time on the track. Would you agree, Ping? I would agree. Right. Yeah. So I just thought, man, if, if Reed's going to have this crash, and I just, it would have been nice to see Alessi get the podium. And I guess because I was stuck in an airport with him for a couple hours, and he was telling you me. all sentimental. And he was telling me how he doesn't make any money unless he gets top three. And it's been tough financially for him this year compared to the glory days of, of 
of yesteryear. So, you know, he tied with Kennard for the podium, and it just would have been nice. Instead, we got, you know, the shiny new kid coming in and getting a podium. You know, um, that's all. That's all. No, I think well, how are you going to be mad? He earned it. Well. If he earned he made more points, he made more points. That's it. He didn't make more points. He made the same amount of points. Well, he got third. On a tie break. Okay, well, he, he broke the tie. What do you want me to do? I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying, too. You can't, you can't be upset that points and results worked out the way they did. He, he needs money. <laughs> I mean. No, he doesn't. Welcome to 2011. Everybody needs money. I'm just saying. Trey's got There's lots of money. story that you got on the plane. You could go down to any mall. And, I guess you're right. You know, bump into 10, 100, 1,000 people who have the same story. So I'll, Never mind the mall. Unless he could... was making stacks. Never mind. You know, for never, the past however many years. Never mind the mall. I could walk thirty feet in the pits. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> but, hey, hell, you live in Vegas. It really shouldn't be that hard to find someone who's down and out. Um, you know, and 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 he knew that he needed Canard for a third because he would come over the the holy the piece of Schmidt jump. <laughs> I feel bad even saying that, Ping. You're a jerk. Well, it's just not the same, right? It looked ridiculous. It's like 30-footer or something now. I know. <laughs> yeah, it belongs on an amateur TT track. He, he'd come over the I piece of... I think we can safely call it the piece of Schmidt, and I don't think we're going to get a lot of grief for that. R.I.P. Donnie. Uh, he'd come over the piece of Schmidt jump and shake his head, because <laughs> he'd be looking at Trey, and he'd shake his head like, ah, oh, like I got it, you know, like he's trying to get him. So, um, yeah, whatever. What'd you think of Alessi's ride, uh, Wagan? Did you guys... Uh, Hey, first of all, I'm bummed because um, I had predicted when he came back, came back at high point, right? Yeah. I said chances are he'll get out of the final 18 motos, probably 14 really good starts, right? I think you said something like well, that, yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, I think he's only gotten two. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, I, I was calculating he would only have four bad starts through the rest of the races, uh-huh. and he's already had, I think, six. Like, we haven't seen the whole shot machine, really. No, uh, I think no. Bud's Creek. Bud's Creek, I Bud, think, yeah, maybe. Bud's, yeah. Is that it? Yeah, he but he's been in the he's, motos. he's been top five pretty much, but yeah, but he yeah. has not been the typical no. you know Michael Lessie whole shot machine. When he got both starts at Bud's Creek, you're like, this is the way it's going to be all summer. These dudes are going to yeah. have to deal with them. Exactly. Uh, no, yeah, hasn't quite been like that. I'm a little surprised, but yeah. yeah, he's definitely he's riding hard, and it is unfortunate only because he's putting in those like almost like the worst case scenario finishes. Like he's things are going well, he's riding hard, he's having good weekends, but it's like almost Brett Metcalf like not quite noticeable. Like how many people left Millville saying Alessi got went four four that was good. Yeah, yeah. Did anyone really notice? It's well, just that me. Well, only because of the the flight. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, you know what I mean? But it's like he's not getting. No one's leaving there thinking, noticing he's riding as well as he is. Hey, let's uh, let's move on to uh, before I break down in tears. Let's move on to uh, to Brett Metcalf. I know we usually skip over, but to, let's. I want to talk about something. Um, I interviewed him yesterday. I finally saw him. He's like, where have you been? And I'm like, yeah, where have you been? You know what I mean? Like, we haven't seen each other. So I, I got his feelings on the race. Um, he told me before I hit record that he wasn't very pumped that he's fourth in the series points. And, you know, they do a parade lap before the before the motos for certain guys, and then everybody gets to go. Ping, this is this would happen if you went to a national. You would see this. Mm-hmm. Um, they sent, obviously, the top three. And then they sent Dowd, and they sent Wyndham. 
and he's a little ticked off. He's fourth in the points. He's not getting a whole lot of recognition. We all know about the Sheena Metcalf incident with Jason Wygant screwing over them for uh, for something. Um, oh, the uh, preseason TV show. Yeah, was that it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was it. Now, does he have? Does I'm he? I'm going to put that one on the Suzuki PR team, by the way. Okay. For does, not does, following does, up does, their guy. Does he have a? Does he have a legit uh, uh, beef ping? I mean, does he? And I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, he wasn't like you know. He wasn't like. I don't want to make him sound out to be greedy. He's just like he was. Just we were talking about his lack of. No, he, he's he's a hardworking guy. He's, his results are you know consistent. But at the end of the day, the the people if you made a list of who the fans are really there to see, he's he might not be in the top five. So yeah. they let the top three points guys go. Wyndham is like, come on, even at ten, eleven, or whatever he's going, he's still a crowd favorite. Mm-hmm. And Dowdy. I think, you know, they just didn't want him to bump into anyone and break a hip, so they give him some room on a straight lap. 80-year-old <laughs> John D- He's going to be 46 in two weeks. 46. He's a, he's a grizzly 46-year-old man, though, I'll tell you that. Uh, um, so, okay, so, Weege, what do you think? Yeah, I think you'd have to hear, I don't know how the opening ceremonies are laid out. I didn't, by the way, I didn't even know they had opening ceremonies like that. I don't get to see him either. So right. I didn't even know they did this. But I'm assuming there's some time element where, you know, everything has to be timed to the minute of, you know, when you have to be at the gate, when the gate's closed, when the moto has to start for live TV. So I guess they can't just have 10 guys do opening ceremonies. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure that there's right. a reason why they just don't say, oh, hey, we'll throw this guy in there too. Right, they right, must only right. be able to do five, maybe. I don't know. Well, they only did. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, but, but. I, you know, I know working for MX Sports or in, and subsidiary companies of MX Sports, like you pretty much have to play devil's advocate and all that and figure, hey, if we're throwing doubt in there, who's getting screwed over? And Metcalf should be on the top of the list because he's the next guy in points. I'm surprised that they didn't think about that because we've been in that situation a million times, you know, where someone's going to say you're being unfair and you have to have a good justification. And I would like to know how you can what – would, what would you say to Metcalf's face if you made that decision? What would be your, you know? Um, well, it would be like, so does that mean you have to cut it off at some point? Does the guy who's 11th in Supercross get pissy every weekend? Someone's got to be cut off if, if they're doing, you know. Although they did do five guys. I well, that's, that was Matty's right. point. The two guys, Wyndham and Dowd, are, are behind him in the points, you know. Dowd doesn't even race yeah. the series. So. Yeah, so it's like you have to play devil's advocate and be like, hey, if we have Wyndham and Dowd, okay, whoever's fourth and fifth in points is going to be mad. How do we explain that? And if you can't come up with a good explanation, you might have to rethink your decision. Um, now, we had a situation. Wasn't Wyndham, didn't Wyndham drop to 11th in points at one point in Supercross? Yeah, but the guy, then, the guy, one of the top ten guys missed, missed the oh, race. Oh, that's why he got I was, uh, Yeah, we'll, I was definitely paying attention to that. But We will uh, never know then. We won't. We'll we will, never know. No, we, will know we'll, we will not know what happened. But, uh, yeah, so... Um, was Wyndham fifth in points coming in? No. Sure. Who would have been fifth? Uh, your guy Davy Millsaps. Mm. Wyndham Pat Wyndham's now in fifth due to Millville. See, okay, you're looking at the points. Wyndham is sixth. Millsaps is fifth and not there. No, no, Wyndham is. Oh yeah, now before the race, right, right. So I would say, hey, the easy way to do it if we only have room for five guys is. Let's just say it's the top five in points. Millsaps isn't there, so Wyndham gets the bump up. 
and then this way no one can complain. Okay, so what about John Dowd? Uh, do you think John Dowd's going to get mad that he wasn't in opening ceremonies racing one national this year? No, John Dowd doesn't get mad about anything. That's what I'm saying. So, like, if you play devil's advocate and all that, and you're like, putting Dowd in is going to make somebody mad, and it's not going to really make anybody happy, but if you take Metcalf out, right. you're going to get him. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I would have put Metcalf in and taken okay. Dowd out. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, um, yeah I'm just, I'm just uh, Metcalf's, having, Metcalf's uh, starting to get a little better. Well, again, I think you wrote this uh, last week, or... He's starting to get a little better. He's still, you know, he's off the pace, but um, he's kind of riding by himself right now because his his main guy, Weimer, who he yeah. battles with quite a bit, Weimer is starting to make more and more mistakes every week. You know, he's just, uh, you know, as the season goes on, just little things are happening. He went up the track twice in the in one moto. and So Met, Metcalf's starting to find himself riding by himself. Yeah, I'm not sure what the situation is there with Weimer. I mean... I think he's bummed on himself. Maybe yeah, I know he to is. To the point yeah. where – I know he – sorry, I, I know he is. So I, I'm thinking maybe he's bummed on himself to the point where he's making things even worse than they are, you know? Yeah. Um, well, one uh, – a couple weeks ago, Emig said something that made a lot of sense. He goes, Chad Reed's the kind of guy that if he blows a corner, like, in practice, he's just like, well, I'll just nail that thing even better the next time around. And he thinks Weimer's in a situation where if he blows a corner in practice, he's like, oh, I suck. Right, right. And then the whole day is coming unraveled for him. What do you think, Ping? Yeah, this is confidence. Yep. He, he, I think he he thought by this point he would be doing better, and, and he's not progressing and getting the results he wanted. So mentally, it's it's a beating, you know, right. and, and you can only keep trying to pep talk yourself up so many times. When your results stay the same, you're like, all right, well. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just who I am. You know, it sucks, but that's just kind of the way it is. So right. without knowing any of his other personal info of what's, what else could maybe be going on, I think you definitely got to consider that. But just, um, you know, yeah. bummed. Uh, to, the, to the surprise of nobody, Andrew Short didn't really get the starts that he needed, and he kind of had a so-so day. Justin Brayton came from the back in the first moto. First moto, there was a, a first-turn crash that collected Brayton, Nick Way, somebody else. Brayton actually got te- got slowed up, but he didn't fall. Oh, but then then he fell on the sand whoops like oh. thirty two seconds later or whatever. Oh. So. Okay, yeah. So he came from the back to get twelfth. Like he was pretty far back. Good ride for him. And yeah, sec- and then he was in that battle, right. the battle that took our attention away from Villapoto and Dungey, the him yeah. Han Metcalf and Weimer. Metcalf and Weimer, they're pretty much the bikes. Pretty much just zip tied together. Right, and. Uh, Ricky Dietrich's season seems to be going south. Um, obviously, that's mm. an off-track stuff that was that was affecting. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it affected him or not, or who knows. I don't know if he spent a night in in the slammer or what. But his season definitely the last few Did weeks. Did you say slammer? <laughs> oh. oh, slammer. Sorry, slammer. never mind. Um, he's gotten zero points in the last three out of the last four motos, and then he's gotten a four points and then a six points. So. He's basically he scored ten points in the last five motos, so he's dropping. Well, what do you say? Time to head back to the off-road world. Well, yeah, I don't Good know. Day, man. It's 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 tough go. What about Tommy Hahn? First moto up there, uh, crashed. Came in the mechanics area, threw his helmet, yelling at his mechanic. He's Tommy Hahn's very very frustrated right now. Well, his helmet, his helmet did something to him. No, he just was mad. He threw it. He slammed it down. Oh. Oh, all right. 
Okay. So no one does anyone know what really happened there? Like, did he just was he just he didn't get back into the race because he was mad, or did it cause a problem with the bike, or did the bike break and that's why he crashed? Like. What was the deal there? Well, how are you going to yell at your mechanic anyway? Like, did his mechanic booby trap no, the I bike? Mean, no, like, no, no, no. He wasn't, you know, I mean, just he was yelling at his mechanic about, like, how shitty his bike is or whatever, you know? Like, not not yelling at the mechanic. Like, So he he thinks his mechanic made that motorcycle? Forget it. Why is he going to yell at him? What? I'm just saying, Steve, come on. You should have some insight here as to... Oh, I got yelled at quite a bit, but no. <laughs> is it... Re- <laughs> Is that ever, like, early appropriate? Well, the one guy who's no. on your side, like, trying to help you, you're going to no. yell at him? You're, you're misunderstanding me. Was he yelling at his mechanic? He was yelling at his mechanic about his bike. All right. Thank you. So not yelling at his mechanic, yelling to his mechanic. Yes, yes. Okay. Sorry. Well, specified, damn it. I know. Hey, Ty Simmons had his best race uh, of, the, of, the, of America. Um <laughs> Let me just double check here and see where the beast known as Ty Simmons. Uh, hey, I was going to throw in something on Dietrich while you're looking that up. Yeah. If you go back, I think our show after Freestone, um, we were. I thought Dietrich was going to be on it all summer. I think both of you mentioned some riders saying, hey, the advantage you have of not racing Supercross and coming in ready, but the other guys are eventually going to figure it out and things might start sorting out differently. Could that be the case here with Dietrich? Like the fifth or so in Texas was a little bit overinflated because he had been motoing down for months. I think that's the exact term we used. And everybody else was slowly but surely getting outdoor stuff together. I think I think definitely there's some of that. You know, yeah. he's uh, everyone sort of caught up in terms of fitness and comfort outdoors. Um, I think also handcuffs just hurt your wrists. Maybe he's got sore wrists. You're not, you're not, you're not letting this go, are you, Bing? <laughs> you're, you're not gonna. No, let it. sorry. You, you get arrested, you're gonna have some jokes. Sorry. Uh yeah. What no. about what? What about the Swedes or whatever? Who these guys are coming on strong, and the Russians. The Russians, the Swedes. It's yeah. No. The, well, the Fred, humidity. Frederick the heat Norin. Humidity, clearly, the heat and humidity played in their favor. The Russians and the Swedish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, if there's any, if there's ever. Well, it wasn't raining vodka. I mean, <laughs> still, Evgeny Mikhailov goes 1920 points, both motos. I'm Do you think at the end big. he goes over, if he gets a good good moto, they reward him with a nice cut of meat? Like maybe a good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, 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 good job. Ah. Good job, Evgeny. Let's, let's, we, I just killed this goat and. <laughs> Let's let's take off some of its hind hind legs. Let us eat meat and drink vodka. <laughs> um, yeah, those are the. If Jenny's been and Weege, we need to get on this as people at the. We need to find out what is it, or is it better to just deal is. is it yeah. better to just like not find out? <laughs> well, I think it's funnier to think that there's like thirty Russian guys in like suits over there. Like like Ivan Drago style, like training. Like he doesn't even speak. They do the speaking for him. They yeah. just, they tell him what to just do this. If, and, and then uh, and then there's like always dog. and there's always cuts of meat hanging everywhere by on the easy ups yeah. and stuff. You know, Evgeny, there's not like lengths of sausage hanging from his uh, <laughs> from his easy up. I'm gonna be disappointed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, you know, and, and instead of uh, instead of coming in and, and grabbing like an uh, energy drink, he just grabs a drumstick. You know, and, and it's just always. Hey, man. He's just always eating meat. Um, you know, that guy, 
if Jenny has been right around the 20th place, but not not getting 20th, but he's been right around there. But this weekend, yeah, Ping, you, you did call it in your uh, prediction column, 1920. Just saying, here it comes. Um, Be ready for the, the Russian radiation. You know, too hard. And Frederick Noren, uh, great ride for him. It's 14-17 on the year, so best ride for him. Uh, he's actually Sweden's MX2, which is 250F, champion for the last few years. And he's he started the series hurt with broken finger or thumb or like something wrong. So we may see Frederick finally healed and up there every weekend now. You know what I mean? Like this could be hey, fourteen seventeen is nothing to sneeze at. Like pretty pretty respectable. Right. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com Racer X podcast show. It's that time. Time for a commercial. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped in anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at BTOsports.com. What about Dowdy? Let's talk about John Dowd. Um, even though he's 46, I still thought he would do better. He's John Dowd. I give the guy a lot of respect and a lot of props. What do you think, Weege? Yeah, I think maybe, I guess Southwick will be the ultimate litmus test. Part of me thinks that that second place that he got at Southwick, uh, was that 09? Yeah, I think so. Um, it kind of overinflated our expectations for him. Because the couple of years before that, he was getting like, eighth and ninth there like the years of him you know where he and doug henry just out of nowhere would just show up at southwick and they could almost win the race yeah. like whether they were racing the series or not i think the bloom had come off of that rose and then he happened to have one really good moto because he what did he go like eight two that day something like that yeah and now it's we all remember that so it makes us think that doubt at any time could show up on a track he likes and just run the pace but i don't know if that's actually realistic anymore what do you think Peggy? um Last year, Southwick wasn't very good either. You know? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I think Wally Silva's going to punch you in the mouth, Weege. <laughs> Carlo Cohen or saying that. Pat yeah. Martin. I think, I think if Dowdy would have showed up at just Southwick, is he, he going to race Southwick? Do we know? Yeah, he's ra- yeah. No, he's, yep. he, no, he's racing Millville, not Southwick. <laughs> well, okay. So was this maybe just a warm-up? But what did he say? Was it, you know, did he have? Yeah, this was part of his training. Did he think he was going to be top 10? No, I don't think he did. I, I mean, uh, well, I, I promise you, he's a top ten guy at Southwick again. You want to talk about meat? I went by and interviewed him after, and his 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 mechanic or his his buddy was grilling up two nice looking T bones right there, <laughs> right in the pits. Apparently, John Dowd finishes his day with some <clears throat> T bones with some meat. Um, uh, if Mikolov gets on the podium, does he instead of energy drink, does he have like a slab? I think he has a meat necklace. Rack of ribs or something. I think he has a, a meat necklace. A meat necklace. Yeah. It's a drumstick. Do you know, like the, just, you turn it so that you can see the, you know, shiny <laughs> part of the crayer meats on the on the drumstick. Um, <laughs> or is it like Flintstones with their rack of ribs on the side of his? You know, remember Fred gets the rack of ribs put on the side of his car around his neck like a reef. Yeah, and maybe Big rack. Maybe Evgeny gets a rack of ribs like that from a brontosaurus. Because we don't know what lives in Russia, you know, nobody really knows, and maybe it's it's that big and it gets put. He holds it, you know, like a wreath. 
We could we could do a whole podcast about the Crayer meets thing. I'm very excited about that. Well, and then you know we thought it was Team Crayer. We thought they screwed up, but it, yeah. no. And then it turns out they didn't. Like it's just it's just fascinating. Um, and he's got an all white helmet. He wears a white helmet, <laughs> which is even better to the mystique. You know, he doesn't need a fancy helmet. No. So. Run the cue ball. Keep it simple. Yep. He's got a white helmet and an RMZ 450 with, with stock graphics. You know, so um, we need to find this guy, Weege. Yeah, we do. Let's find him. But it, I, I think it's – I put 90% possibility that it's going to disappoint us. He's going to yeah, speak good English. Yeah. He's going to be there on his own with some, like, yeah. dude from California as a mechanic. And- He'll be on a work visa that he goes to school at Princeton, and he's an, he's an engineer. <laughs> and yeah. You know what I mean? And he's like – Yeah, we want to – Good day. No. Yeah. No. He smokes oh. Russian cigarettes. He has a beard. <laughs> and damn it, he doesn't speak a word of English. I swear it. And he eats meat all day long. Wait, we we got to find this guy. Let's 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 try to do it. Why can't are you going to the track on Friday? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's try to find this guy. I'll find him. Yeah, um I'll find him. All right, let's move on to uh well, uh, I guess the TLD story with Christian Craig Ping uh hurt his wrist, huh? Do we know, do we know how serious it is? Yeah, no, he'll find out this week. There was uh, some drop-off that had kind of a, a swampy landing. Oh, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about <clears throat> And I guess they fixed it eventually, but before they did, he landed, stuck, went over the bars, and just jammed a wrist. Yeah. So, and it, the, the guy an MRI this week. He should know more uh, before the weekend. It, they, they they screwed up. The guy the guy's doing the track. They, they screwed up this week. The, the, the drop-off, Reed crash and ate crap. They stopped practice for 20 minutes to reroute the track to fix this drop-off, to cut it off. They had exiting the sand whoops. You know, Ping, you come out right on the sand whoops. You go up a hill. You go left, right? Yep. Uh, right there, they had two single jumps that were spaced 7 to 10 feet apart, both shaped like ramps, like takeoff ramps. So you couldn't double them. And the guy told me you weren't supposed to double them. So the guys raced up to these jumps, grabbed the brakes, went over them, and then kept going. It was insane. I don't understand. I don't know who built these jumps. And according to the guy that was working there, they were supposed to be two singles and not a double. And I'm like, uh, okay. And he goes, yeah, we. they thought that the riders were going too fast, so they wanted to slow them down. So then, okay, so you put two singles there? Um, those were taken out too. After the first practice, so there was some mistakes made in track building this weekend. They did it during practice. The, during the first seeded four fifty session, they red flagged it. Yep, and rerouted them around that away from that drop off. Yeah, I just said that. Oh, sorry. And then the two singles they took out after practice. Um, ridiculous. N- not not good to stop practice like that, and especially not have guys like Christian Craig and Chad Reed crash because of that. Reed said that the the, you know, it was an advertising drop-off, so it had the banner there. He said that the dirt was so soft that it had sunken in, and they were hitting six inches of wood as they took off from the drop-off. Ooh. You know, do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, six inches of wood will do some damage, too. You're, you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> tearing. Lots of tearing. Um. All right. Anything else about that? You no, know, in their defense, where they were trying to slow it down, that was right right before where we Reed crashed. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they were onto something. Maybe it was too fast right there. Maybe. Two fifty class. Poor jump. Jump. Two fifty class. Though, huh? uh, 
I thought that, uh, like Dungey, Rattray, he needed this bat. Um, he was losing touch with those guys, not getting the starts, not able to stick with Wilson and Baggett, and he needed this, and he came through. It was a, it was a great ride, huh, Weege? Yeah, I don't know. We might have overstated the, the big struggles he was having. You know, it's our job to analyze the crap out of all this. Yeah. You know, I think he might just say, well, yeah, I just, whatever, like three motos, three of the last four motos, I just didn't get good starts. You know, it's not a sign that, you know, I'm losing it or it's slipping away. Just you're not going to get 24 awesome starts throughout the year. So suddenly he didn't start as bad, and he was pretty much back to where he was before. And uh, he and Wilson are so darn close. Uh, there's been a bunch of motos. The moto at Bud's Creek was like that, and then both the motos here, like speed-wise, they were just, like, shadowing each other. Um, but the difference was, I guess, Wilson got a little dehydrated, second moto. And uh, yeah. that allowed Rattray to get it, which I think everybody figured if it comes down to fitness late in the moto, he's going to be the guy. This just in, I got a tweet. Uh, I posted the Pulp Mech Show archive. Uh, Reed Short, Cox, and Weege. And this just in, a guy tweeted, oh, man, Weege again. That guy is seriously lame. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> not not that. not lame. Seriously lame. Seriously lame. Seriously lame. Seriously lame. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Uh, well, here's how I knew, and I don't want to say that I'm Kreskin, but here's how I knew that Wilson wasn't – well, he did well. He got second. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But here's how I knew that it wasn't going to go good for Wilson. I was walking back after the first moto with Bruce Sternstrom, who is the head of marketing at Monster and really great guy, uh, hilarious, by the way. And used to be the team manager at CalSoft. Yeah. And, and, and knows he's, what he's talking about racing-wise. Right, and, and he's, uh, he's in charge of a lot of money and a lot of responsibilities. So we're walking back. Wilson's walking back after the first moto podium, and he's got his shirt off, his pants undone, and he looks like a wet rat. He's just soaked, and he's walking sort of zombie-ish almost. Like he's just, uh... And Bruce goes, hey, Dean, good ride, and goes to shake his hand, and Dean seriously doesn't even hear him or acknowledge him, just keeps walking. And, and and granted, we kind of came up from behind in the side, you know. But still, I'm like, you know, I'm like, wow, okay. You know, he's just worked, right, after the first moto. Uh, then we turn around, and here comes Rattray, shirt off, laughing with somebody and talking, holding a conversation. And he's like, hey, what's up? You know what I mean? It was two guys that went to war in the first moto, and one guy was feeling it, and one guy wasn't. And Dean admitted it afterwards that, that he was worked after the first moto. Yeah, I really like Dean. He probably doesn't think so. Well, I know he doesn't think I like him, but uh, I do. And it's pretty cool that he, you know, he pretty much admits it straight up. You know, Sakamoto, he just said he ran out of energy, said that he had some delayed flights on Friday and he should have drank more water at the airport. It is weird. Doesn't, does everyone, doesn't everyone know that you can't, like, hydrate the morning of a race, right? Does everyone know that, or is that actually? I mean, I'm as out of shape as a human being could get, and I know this. Right. I can't believe. So you're hearing, like, especially with this Josh Lichtel scenario, you're hearing a lot of people theorize, like, they need to have the AMA officials watch them drink water. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> really? Like, Who said drink that? a glass of water half hour before your moto and your problems are solved? <laughs> Who like, said that? That was one of the – it was unvital. I shouldn't even – shouldn't even – AMA guy comes now. around, okay, it's time for your glass of water. Here you go. I'm not leaving till you drink this. But even, okay, like, in the morning, Bodner gives a speech, and he says, you really got to hydrate yourself today. And I'm like, it's, it's 8 a.m. It's, it's not going to matter now. 
Like right. if you didn't start working on it until eight a.m. and your moto's in four hours, it's yeah. too late. Yeah, you agree, Ping? Yeah. Well, it's it's a constant thing. You you can't do it that day, but you can't stop drinking water on Friday either. You know, like oh, I drink a ton of water this week. I'm good. Right. You know, you, your pee will turn yellow quickly if you stop. So it's a, it's a, it's a continual thing. You got to continue to drink fluids and. What is this DMXS now? Now we're now we're talking P. I'm just saying. Um, no, you you you're right. You you, you got a point. Um, so Rattray, Rattray, uh, but for as Wilson still hung in there and got a second and didn't lose any points in the championship, tied with with Rattray and made up points on second place. Baggett, so his lead is greater. So Wilson really, although he wasn't the winner, you could make a case that he was the winner. Yeah, I feel kind of like Reed. Like that was okay. It was Reed's worst weekend of the year, points wise, but it was kind of good in a way. Like I said, it made it like season of destiny. Mm-hmm. And for Wilson, the way Baggett rode the last two races, it kind of looked like oh, there's nothing these guys can do. Baggett's just going to crush them. But it doesn't necessarily look that way anymore. So if you're Wilson, even not winning the race, I'd be pumped. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be like, maybe I don't even need to worry about that guy. Like everyone, it's like some people theorize, we don't have to worry about him. Yeah, and all of us you know, write, we, writing our prediction columns saying that Baggett's got this thing handled. Look like idiots. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I pretty much want to officially pull out of the whole predicting this 250 class at all because it's clearly going to be one of those three guys. There's like 100 points or something to fourth place. But yeah, who knows which of these three it's going to be. I mean, just when you think Baggett's on a roll, it totally flip-flops. And Tyler, who has sort of fallen off the back, is now winning. And Dean's still got the points. Like, I don't know. I'm done. I'm just going to enjoy the racing. Uh, you you know who kind of did predict Tyler was was going to be the man was Larry Brooks. He was very excited about Rattray's chances, even though he was in third and looked like, looked to be losing ground. So he just thought as the series went on, he would get stronger, and he was the strongest of the three. So um, who knew? But Baggett uh, Baggett crashed pretty good in California, I guess. Hurt his dislocated his collarbone or knocked his collarbone out of place or something. I didn't even know you could do that, Ping. But uh, uh, so he didn't ride all week. He took he took um, the whole week off, and uh, it might have showed a little bit. Hmm. Okay, well, all right, great, thanks, thanks, guys. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Um, hey, Kyle Cunningham. I think the, he's a victim of the. Uh, he's a victim of the not much room for error. Like he's figured out. You know, okay, on this off weekend, I got to just take thirds instead of, you know, 14th like he had in Texas. Mm-hmm. But he's too far behind in points to be able to do that very often. Yeah. You know, it sure seems like Wilson and Ratchet are going to be pretty consistent. I know that's dumb to say that because Chad Ray just almost killed himself, um, the most consistent guy ever. But he can only have two or three, three, three weekends, any more of those, and he's in big trouble. Um we asked this uh, on the show last night to you, why again? So we'll ask Pingree. Ping, um, oh, and by the way, again, good ride for Kyle Cunningham, 4-4. A model of consistency, yeah. like he's always been. Like he's just yep. always been. Um, Ping, who's having the more disappointing season, uh, Justin Barsha or Eli Tomac? Yeah. Yeah? Well, <laughs> according to this last weekend, Tomac, because he was 13th and Barsha got 12th. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, uh both of them really I, – I think with Barsha, maybe I expected him to not do as well. Um, kind of like Tickle is stinking the place up a little just because they had to focus on Supercross so much. There was so much mm-hmm. um, 
kind of riding on that. I, I feel like maybe emotionally they just kind of, oh, forget it. I'll, I'll get into this motocross thing here in a little while. I need to chill. <laughs> I could kind of see that happening, you know. But And he had a wrist injury, so who knows. But I thought Eli, if, for no other reason than he was bummed at losing that championship, would come out really swinging. And, right. hey, it's just it's weird. They're just not there. Um, yeah, Eli uh, struggled. He said he, he, you know, he felt like he was getting the chills when he was riding. And so um, he pulled off uh, in the first moto with, like, two laps to go. Huh, Weege? Was it two laps? Yeah, it was two laps to go. Yeah. I think he was in fifth or sixth. Yeah, just rode like off the track. It would have been a decent finish. And, and, uh, but he, and, that's oh. okay in his scenario because, it's like, okay, the points he lost there, what difference is it going to make? He's not going to win the title at this point anyway. Um, so he knows what it's like from Texas last year to just blow himself up for the rest of the year. Yeah. So probably was the right move. Um, and I think – I know, I, again, I talked to Shorty last night on the show. The Tomacs were staying with him for a while. They've gone back. But he's just like, dude, the kid kills it during the week, and it's just something's going on at the race weekends, and, you know, he'll figure it out, you know, typical upbeat Shorty. Um, but uh, uh, I know that, you know, at the Red Bud, Travis Baker and Tomac – Baker hit Tomac after the, the leap and knocked him out for the day. And Toma, Eli's dad, John – confronted Tyler Keefe, the manager of Troy Lee, for something that Keefe said about the incident at Redbud, and it was really nothing. It was like, um, Keefe was like, yeah, you know, Tomac ran across the track and Baker hit him, and what are you going to do? It sucks for Travis that it kind of wasn't his fault. It had nothing to, like, something along those lines. And John Tomac took exception to it, and, like, me and Keefe were talking about, Keefe and I were talking about, it. it's just everybody's frustrated right now. I know I talked to Jeff Myshack, team owner of Geico yesterday. He's really frustrated with everybody, the whole team, you know. Uh, it's just a symptom that things are on edge over there. Great. Thanks, guys. Well, I think those guys beat their heads against the wall anyway just because pro circuit is, you know, always so hard to beat. Mm-hmm. And the Supercross title got snatched away from them, and now look, you know, they own the podium, and their guys are just kind of struggling. So um, I'm sure they are yeah. frustrated. They're they're a competitive group of guys over there that want to win, not get 12th and 13th. I guess Barsha, somebody told the mechanic, Schneike, Barsha's mechanic, that he was out for the day because he broke his nose in the first moto, went down pretty hard, I guess. And 45 minutes before the moto, they came to Schneike and said, hey, Barsha, Justin's going to race. But the bike was down to the frame with just the motor in it. No radiators, no nothing. You know, that's what the mechanics do after each race. And so it was a massive five-man ordeal to get that thing together. Nobody had started it until they went. They took it to the line, and that was it. So it was a little rush to get that thing together. You know, it's funny. If you think about that team, going into Vegas, it looked like they were on the verge. Yes. They had yes. won the 250 outdoor title last year. They, they finally upended Pro Circuit in the, you know, the toughest title to win, the 24-moto championship last year. Barsha gets the better of them in the East. It sure looked like Tomac was in need of the better of them in the West. Yeah. It really seemed like going into Vegas, they had done the impossible, like spun the earth in the other direction and had overtaken Pro Circuit as the best 250 team. And 13 now, laps into that main event, it still looked like that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Great, right. <laughs> yeah. What has happened since? Now Pro Circuit is more dominant than they've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. This is probably wow. the, the most dominant summer that team's ever had. 
Would you agree? Yeah, Has there ever been no, maybe yeah. peak days? But I don't even think. No, no, not outdoors. Guys? Peak peak outdoors oh. never did anything. Um, Supercross they did, but not outdoors. This is for sure. Um, Alex Martin, good ride for him. He, I guess he lives on the property. I didn't know that. You think he just rode his bike over to his garage after the moto? <laughs> just kept you, going. You didn't know that? How did you not know that? I didn't know he lived on the property. I didn't know that. I live nearby. Live close. Sure. Oh. Sure. Well, in, to be fair to him, though, I, I think he has a place he can live in there. But most of the year, I don't think he's even in Minnesota at right. all. Because well, how could you be? Yeah. Good ride for weather. him. Yeah. Uh, Good uh, ride for him. But I, I don't want people to think like he just rides that track 12 months a year for practice. I don't think he rides it any more than anyone else does. Mm, mm, I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah, you don't Over really. Over the years, I'm sure he has. But he, I, don't, I don't think in his normal, you know. In his pro career, I'm sure he's done more laps than anyone else total. Mm. But he lives in like Georgia or something. Most mm. of the year, he's riding. Uh, Am I buying that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, either way, seven five is awfully good for yeah. little Alex. Yeah, exactly. Good ride for him. Uh, Weege, uh, quick trivia question for you: Who was the best placing Rockstar Suzuki rider? Oh yeah. <laughs> Time to get back on the train. <laughs> choo choo. It left the station choo, and picking up choo. speed, folks. It's not going to be easy to jump on before long. Yes. Jason Anderson. Uh, Jason Anderson is back. Um, one month of boot camp with Randy Lawrence. Talked to Randy about it Saturday morning. He said he is at least twenty percent stronger than he was when last summer. I don't know how you measure that. Right. Is that just bench or uh, curls? They or? probably went to Canard and measured it. Like, is Canard's really good at that measuring percentage wise? Oh, so, you know what? The results, why he got 10th overall, but I think he went 14-11. Did, did you get a chance to ask him if it was on? No. I, I Listen, I think I've done enough damage, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, perhaps. There are, there are two things that have been destroyed via this podcast. The Word of the Week and Jason Anderson. Yeah. So I don't want to. But uh, the thing is, second moto, it seemed like he hung pretty tough all the way to the end, which – would be a, like the results wise, fourteen eleven isn't great, but it's compared to, like overall things yeah. were better than they've they've been compared to what he had been doing for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Do you know what happened to Nico Izzy? No, was he like I saw his bike in like in tech, like I never even saw him on the track. Yeah, he pulled out in the first moto for some reason or crashed or something. Not sure what what went on there. Um, Did you guys? I mean, I, if you look at these results, like tenth to twentieth, every single well, I'll say eleventh to twentieth. If Anderson is, you know, that's probably a pretty good ride for him. But, man, everyone else, it's like, what a disappointing day. You would expect all those guys to have done better. You know? Mm-hmm. Davalos, Barsha, Tomac, Durham, Stewart, Lemoyne, Baker, Paluzzi, Sipe, Seeley. I mean, man, rough day for a lot of guys. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, good to see Gannon Audette, Minnesota guy, ninth. So, with Dungy winning, Alex Martin fifth, and Gannon Audette ninth. Minnesota crowd, very content. Yeah. Um, Swanepoel got fifth in the first moto. I swear I didn't even know that until right now. Until <laughs> right I'm now. Like, man, he's, fall- he's falling off the map. Oh, he got fifth in the first moto. Durham was up there, too, both motos, and pulled off uh, right. one moto with heat problems and, and, and then got eighth. And But when he got eighth, I think he went off the track for a little while, and he, he was riding around on the outside of the track and stuff. So, I don't know. Any word on – P.J. Larson, what happened there? I don't know. He made know. his return. It That's, wasn't exactly he was, he glorious was, uh, with the sound of trumpets. He was 10th uh, or 11th in the, in, the, in the moto before he pulled out. Uh, that's Weege's team, so we'll have to ask Weege. 
the press release said mechanical problems, but what was strange is they only talked about one moto. So I'm really confused. Do they not know there's a two moto format? Well, yeah, it looks like you got 38 the second moto, so then it looks like, like you didn't even ride. Maybe they just never fixed it. Is that I, possible? I got a little bit of silly season on that team. Nathan Ramsey told me they're going to lights class only next year. Three lights guys, and um, uh, PJ is going to be one of them. If if uh, Matt Moss wins the title down under, then he will be the other guy, and I guess he's leading the title, the chase. Ty Simmons is set. They told Ty Simmons. Um, you can stay. You can go down back to Australia and race for us down there, or you can just stay in America and try to get a ride, whatever you want. So we'll see what happens with what Ty decides. But and Nathan wow. and Nathan said that his phone is absolutely blowing up. Wow. Um, speaking of that, I got to go to my uh, conference call at noon, noon Eastern time. Whatever, dude. I gotta go. You used to be cool. You used to be all about the music, and now you've sold out. Simmons told me at Redbud, yeah, it's really cool. I don't have to worry about having a ride next year. I'm definitely back with these guys. Oh, oh yeah. well, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, but honestly, I would – who are you going to believe, rider or team manager? You know who is up is uh, Andrew Short's now looking. He confirmed that last night. So, Interesting. Yeah. Thanks, mm-hmm. Weege. All right, guys. See you. See you, Weege. Um, yeah, uh, you got to get a guest host, I believe, for Rush Hugel, by the way, because I'll be at X Games, and I don't know if I'll be able to do this. So just – Maybe have the fans vote on who they want to be on the show. Or Maybe something. we can get Eugenie Mikhailov. Oh, that mm. could be it. He's at the races. Yeah, good point. All right, cool. See you. See you guys. All right. Thanks, Jason Wygant. Uh, anything else, Ping? <clears throat> well, I don't know. Should there we... was some other racing that went on that day. You want to talk about that? Like up in Canada? Whatever. Matt Gerke went 1-1 in the deep sand. Very surprised. I knew he's a good sand a rider. Surprising. We know he's a good sand rider, but still, he's been jacked up from his injuries from Jacksonville, and he went and uh, went one-one beat Colton Fasciati. So pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Uh, and you got a, you got a motocross school coming up this weekend in Manitoba. It looks like all the spots are full, so there's not. Is it gonna rain? I haven't even checked the weather. No, I don't think so. It'll be good. I really hope not. Okay. If it rains, I, I'm gonna just jump off an nearest bridge in Washougal. Um and there's a bridge right by the track. So, uh, but there is one coming up August. Do you remember the date? Um, nope. If you're listening to this, and you're from Ontario, there's a private track outside of Woodstock, Ontario. August 14th, I believe. Ping will be up there doing a a motocross school for about 20 lucky individuals. You can email me or Ping, and we'll give you more information. Contact us. Do it. On that. Do, do it. it. Do it. Rum and Coke. Do it. Um, what else? Uh, Seeley? Um, what about Seely and Baker? Not good days. I had to write that press release, and <laughs> it was painful. What's up with um, Seeley? Yeah. What's up with Seeley? I feel like he should be better. You know, um, he, he had a bad day. He ran into the back of somebody who had fallen and it broke his clutch off, like his clutch perch. The whole thing broke off. So, whatever. And then the second model, he just, man, I couldn't get it going. I feel like I, I like Cole. He's a good kid. I think he's a good guy. But I feel like is he one of those dudes? And I don't know for sure, but we know the dudes that are like, hey, I got a contract. I did good in Supercross. I won some Supercross races. I'm sort of checking out for the Nationals. 
Hang, you've been there. You've been there as a racer. Yeah, I've been that guy. Right. Have you been um, that guy by choice where you're like, eh, I'm good? Well, it's not like you want, you just are like, eh, forget it. But like I said, after a while, the Nationals can just yeah. beat you down. Yeah, hard you know, work. Physically, hard, and yeah. you just your results keep sucking. You're like, oh. Right. So, you know, you, you try to start fresh each weekend, but you can definitely, just like, you know, you can get a, a, a roll of good momentum going and, you know, you're mm-hmm. stoked to be there at the wheat races. You're doing good. It can go the other way. Same way. Just, you just, everything sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you're not having fun. Yeah. Flying Your sucks. Are terrible. The TSA guy patted you down in an inappropriate manner. Everything. Yeah. How about going to the races sucks. Yeah. So uh, he might be doing that. And Baker um, actually cased that step up, split his chin open the one moto. Oh, okay. Split it open pretty good. And he was running. He was doing all right. He had seemed to turn the corner. He had seemed to turn the corner recently. Yeah. And then the second moto, he was running ninth with two laps to go. He got a flat tire. Bummer. So they had to pull it in and do a wheel change. I did see that. Yeah. What are you going to do? They they waved him in. Yeah. Um, No, I was talking to Wyndham yesterday. Um, talking to Wyndham about a bunch of stuff, and he was telling me, I mean, he, the, this is all catching up to him. These, these, the Red Bud race, and the work and the grind, it's all catching up to him. He's trying to stay inspired. He's trying to do the work. He's got some stuff going on in his personal life. Not, not nothing bad, but just stuff that keeps him busy. Um, I guess he owns some gyms. I didn't really know that, but I didn't know that either. He owns some gyms in his area or something. Anyways, he's just he was telling me, you know, it sucks because the fans all call these guys pussies and stuff. He actually said that, but he's like, This is getting hard. <laughs> and I mean he went eleven ten, you know, so Yeah, he twi- he tweeted something like, you know, tough weekend, you know, tank might be on empty or something like that. I was thinking, Oh boy, here it comes. He's back into retirement. I say that I say there's no way Kevin Wynn finishes all the rest of the rounds. Um, there's no way I would take that bet. Let's just put it that way. Really? He has to? No, I'm not. I'm not betting against oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. betting against that. Let's just put it that way. <clears throat> hey, what about uh, the 2011 Zwarte Cross in Holland? If you want to see Kevin Wyndham, you might want to go to Washougal this weekend. You really should. <laughs> that's that's all I'm gonna say. I I I don't know for sure. Well, don't give anything away. But you may want to make it to Washougal if you need that autograph for that that final piece in your collection. Um, and I just mean for the Nationals, by the way. Supercross, he's coming back. I don't mean to say. Um, bad Billy Ursic, 30th place. 30th place. Yeah. I, yeah. And Josh Hansen, 13th. How does Hanny get dealt with by a guy named Ronnie Van Ruij? I don't know. And Stewie Rangenders. I'm not sure. Roll Van Oort. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, again, I don't know. Jap Cornus took him down. He doesn't let me follow him on Twitter. He blocks me, so I have no <laughs> idea like what happened or what went on with that race. You know what I mean? I'd like to know, but he blocked me. So what was it? I want to hear about this. Let's call Billy. Looks yeah. like a sandy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. You know the you know the after party is probably good. Oh, for sure. You know, just glow sticks and pacifiers and techno. Mm-hmm. Just going, blasting. So, 
which means Hanny probably had a good time. Yeah, well, it's a good trip. <laughs> good trip, good trip. So <laughs> yeah, bummer to hear about Mike Metzger. Um, I know he's not our typical moto conversation, but Mike got hurt pretty bad this week, so yeah. Wish him well. Hope he heals up. I don't know much about it, but Watson was saying he was practicing for speed and style. So, must have been. Yeah. Must have been a, a big crash, probably. Big. Yeah, big. Oh, do you know so. what? Do you know what went down as far as the crash? Uh, I don't know how. I'm just doing a trick. You know, it was like a, yeah. over a big gap. You know, and he, uh, but but fractured vertebrae in his neck and back, and lacerated some organs. So I mean, he's got some serious stuff going on. Yeah. The Godfather. But no word like if he's got, you know, any deficits from the spine injury or any. I haven't heard any of that stuff. They're, they're kind of keeping quiet about it. So right, right. Yeah. Hope he's doing all right. Yeah, the Godfather. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah, man. It's kind of gnarly that those guys are. A lot of those guys are still doing it. Like Tommy Clower still does freestyle. Does he do freestyle? I know he's doing step up, but does he do he freestyle? Like, oh, he does like demos and stuff all the time. He's one of Red Bull's guys, like him and Mets. These guys, they're almost forty. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think what Flowers else? probably is forty. I mean, hey, I guess you keep doing it, or you do motocross schools, right? Yeah, I don't know. What do you... I mean? I, I don't know. Hey, how's uh, how's Jeff Ward doing? What do we know? How's he doing? How's Wardy doing? Um, Wardy's doing all right. He's he's kind of struggling to find his spot, you know. Like, wasn't he like super loaded? Yeah, that's the thing. He's not. You know, he did all right, but he had all of his money invested in stocks and stuff, and the economy. He was sort of living off of what that would make. Yeah. And what did? economy bombing the way it did it's it's really not providing me a lot of money so he, he put together a few things like he does the ama road racing deal mm-hmm. he goes to these road races and he's the liaison between riders and the ama or whatever it is and he's working on a couple of things but i don't know mm. like i said I he's still just kind of well, the, the reason I wanted to find his spot the reason i asked is because i thought he was working more with the team and i i haven't seen him at an outdoor national all year so no, I don't know. Yeah, what, what he was, but I think he, he kind of ran into a lot of the same situations I did, where just yeah. those guys weren't engaging with him. Right. So he was like, "F this, it's not worth my time." Well, it's you can only try to get those guys to go do road rides with you, or go, you know, if they're not listening, you're you're just wasting your time. You right. know. Right. So I think he just was kind of like, eh. yeah. Okay. Um. All right, bud. Well, hey, thanks for. Uh... Thanks for coming on. I guess we need a guest next week. Somebody. Who are we going to get? I don't know. We can always get JT. So he's Let's always. Get some weird. Let's get somebody just different. Right. Yeah, we can try that. Yeah, we'll, we'll work it out. All right. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the BTOsports.com Racer X podcast, Millville wrap up. Um, good times. Wouldn't miss it. See ya. See ya. This has been the Racer X Podcast with Steve Mathis. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy the more than 250 episode archive, including the Classics Collection where it all began. 